0: We've had women that have chosen life because they heard somebody on the amplified sound in the, in the waiting room yep. or some, I remember one in particular, she was on the operating table and she heard over the microphone, your baby is a gift from God. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us, and as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would share this podcast episode. Um, I'm here. This is Daniel Parks. I'm here with Vicky Cassiorg.
1: Hey, everyone,
0: and we want to cover a subject today that uh, we think would be a blessing, you guys. Uh, we think it would be an encouragement to you guys to maybe use a uh, what we see to be a pretty useful tool in your sidewalk outreach. And so we're going to talk about speaking on a microphone or using amplified sound.
1: Right, right. And this, this topic came up because we had a new counselor. Well, actually, she was not a new counselor. She was an old counselor that hadn't been on the sidewalk with us for several years and came back after many years. And, and, um, and we realized that her what she was doing on the microphone was different than what we're actually training people yeah. to do now and so it occurred to me training on how to use the microphone effectively is really a good idea yeah and um, and so we're hoping that some of the main points that we bring up in this article will will help people if they're facility or their city allows the use of amplified sound. Yeah. And 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 I guess that's not true. Right. Yeah. That
0: that would be kind of the initial question. If I were you, Mm -hmm. those who are listening, and I asked myself, can I use or should I use amplified sound? The question would be, are you legally able to use it? Right. And because it varies so much from city to city, from county to county, and from area to area, like one city in certain areas could have... No restrictions on amplified sound. In other areas, like residential areas, there could be a lot of restrictions on amplified sound. So there's no way I can tell you exactly what kind of amplified sound you can use or if you can use amplified sound at all. That'll be up to you to dig into your local ordinances, and you can just Google search it. Uh, Another thing I would encourage you to do is maybe connect with your local police department. I think the probably the police department that's closest to the abortion center where you're ministering at and you're planning to use amplified sound at reach out to them. If you yeah. can uh, connect with someone who's higher up there, maybe a major or a captain or whatever and get something solid like hey, you can do this but you can't do this, then I would say definitely get it in writing. Yeah, that's really If you're important. able to. Yeah. so that if there's questions in the future, you can uh you can have it, hey, here's what captain so and so told me. Right. So Right. That would that would be helpful. Now, I will say that and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but we do prefer natural voices to amplified sound because it's more inviting. Mm-hmm. Amplified sound, obviously, it's, it's loud. And when we're talking about amplified sound, we're talking about what we use here in Charlotte. And there's a couple of different things that this could apply to. It could apply to it like a bullhorn or something like that. Right. Anything that's electronically amplified mm-hmm. would be what we're talking about, mm-hmm. amplified sound. Um, so what we use here in Charlotte is a speaker pretty good size speaker on a speaker stand with a microphone connected to it. Kind of like what you would use in a concert or you know, whatever. Right. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty loud. We can, we can actually be pretty loud here in Charlotte. Uh, other people use things like um, maybe you would call it a voice box or something like that. Mm-hmm. S- sort of a small thing. You can have a, a strap and have it around your, your neck there have kind of a head boom mic. You guys have seen these things, I'm sure, where you're amplifying your voice. It's not super loud or anything, but it is still electronically amplified sound. And so some cities you can use that. Some cities you can't. Some cities you can use it at certain decibel levels. I can't tell you exactly what you can do in your cities. You'll have to dig into that. But we are going to talk about some principles of how to use amplified sound effectively. Again, this is just a tool. And so you do have to be careful for that amplified sound really being a, a a a turnoff to people that are going into the abortion center. You don't want to be blasting them with just a bunch of loud music or loud preaching or whatever constantly. You want to invite people to come over and talk to you. Right. So that's that's what you got to be careful for, but the purpose in using amplified sound simply is m- magnifying your voice so that you can be heard. Yeah. I mean, we've had women, we've heard testimonies over the years, several testimonies of women that were inside of the abortion center that could hear us from the outside and something that was said on the microphone appealed to them. Right. We would not have been heard if it was just our natural voices. It was the amplified sound that spoke to their hearts and, and made them leave. Now, of course, we've heard many women saying that people calling out just the natural voices that's probably been more of the the common theme. I would say that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. someone was on the sidewalk calling out with their natural voice, mm-hmm. that God used that to change uh, uh, my mom's heart. So anyway, all of these things are tools, and so the amplified sound. I would say, though some might view it as a necessity, in some scenarios maybe it is a necessity, but really it's just another tool that that God has given us to be able to deliver. The gospel. Right. And right. So I, I say that because there are some cities where it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You cannot use any any amplified yeah. sound at all. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, one of our guys, Roy, if you're listening, appreciate you, brother. Uh, Roy up in Michigan had some issues. He had a one of those little voice boxes yeah. and was there. I mean, could have been no louder than somebody driving by honking their horn or something. There's no way it was much louder than that. Or it, it was. there's no way it was as loud as that, actually. Yeah. And he got a citation for it. Oh, like, wow. no questions asked, wow. just got a no citation. Warning,
1: just a citation. Yeah. So know the law. Try and, yeah. try and find out the law yeah. before you step out there. And,
0: and I'll tell you, too, even if you know the law, I mean, you can always deal with Police officers that are being knuckleheads Mm -hmm. and stuff. That's why I say if you do get some kind of, if you get a conversation going with the police department, if you can get something written down so that there's a clear understanding because even from one police officer to another, they can change and they can apply this law or this rule, the best you can get an understanding. So I I don't want to scare you guys from using amplified sound. Mm -hmm. So I want to say that very clearly because I think it is a powerful tool. And if you can use amplified sound, if there's an allowance for that, whether that be one of the little voice boxes or a big speaker, whatever, if you can use it, I say you need to use it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But if it comes down to not knowing whether or not you can use it legally and you're going to deal with citations, like you don't want to go go around the mountain continually with the police about amplified sound and completely be distracted, like God didn't call you Out there to stand your ground for amplified sound laws. He called you out there to speak for those babies. And so if you have to put a lot of attention and energy in to dealing with that stuff, then you're better off to not use that tool than to be completely distracted with something else. But if you can use it. Yeah. Use it,
1: yeah. And usually, if you have it in writing, you you are going to be able to uh, avoid those kinds of distractions. I know yeah. that I I have had to pull out a piece of paper with it in writing, show it to the policeman who didn't actually know the law, right? Um, and and he he. Then left me alone because yeah. I could prove that it, it was okay. So the the purpose is obviously we want to be heard. The danger of amplified sound is you are heard. Right, <laughs> you're very loud. People are going to hear what you say. So it's it's a, a an important tool, but one use it with respect and knowing that because you will be heard far and wide. Uh, we would we always recommend that our people be well trained right. before they go on, so we know ahead of time what the sorts of things they're going to say and the yeah. sorts of things that that they shouldn't say. But one of the major reasons to use amplified sound for us in our facility, one you mentioned, they can hear you in the building. The second one is the pro-abortion crowd here in Charlotte is very loud, right? And they can, they use instruments, drums, leaf blowers and cowbells.
0: Cowbells <laughs> horns.
1: whistles, horns. We yesterday they were using a rubber chicken yeah. that, that they could squeeze and it would make a, a horn sound. <laughs> Sometimes so. it
0: feels like you're at the circus. It feels good. Circuses like you are. are pretty loud.
1: So, we need the amplified sound to still be heard, right? And we—that's what—that's one of the major reasons we use it is to be heard over the pro-abortion crowd because we are the true pro-choice people, and we are the only ones offering the choice for life, right? And if we don't use amplified sound, the women often are not going to hear that choice for life. Yeah, they're going to hear a rubber chicken honking, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and so those those I think are the two main reasons, right? So yeah. they can be heard in the building, they can be heard a long distance, and and they can be heard over the um the proportion yeah. crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so what are some of the things we've seen as a result of of using amplified sound?
0: Yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we had we've had women that have chosen life because they heard somebody on the amplified sound. In the in the waiting room yep. or some, I remember one in particular, she was on the operating table and she heard over the microphone, your baby is a gift from God. Yeah. And she was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say one kind of like unintended effect was we had a guy who volunteered with us for years, actually, after this situation, who was living in the apartment complex behind the abortion center oh. and living with his girlfriend uh-huh. in sin. Uh-huh. And he heard us on the microphone. This was years ago. Wow, He heard us on the microphone and ended up walking through the woods from the back of the abortion center, coming over and talking with us and ended up, like, through the progression of things, repenting and moving wow. out from his girlfriend's house and wow. surrendered his life to Jesus. I actually lived with one of our... Um, one of our guys who were on the sidewalk for, for a wow, while. Wow, that's and amazing. So, pretty cool. That was an amplified sound that he was yeah. hearing in the apartment. Yeah. That's not what we want. I do, I do right. think we have to. I mean, God uses all kinds of things just because God uses something doesn't mean it should be our normal practice. Yeah. So I do think we need to be careful. This is kind of like a springboard off of that as a warning that we don't want to just blast the whole neighborhood around and tick people off unnecessarily. I mean, if we're being loud enough to be heard and we're within the legal boundaries and at that time we we were within the right. laws that they had established at that point, and other people are ticked off of what we're doing, well, that's not our fault that's right. you take that up with somebody else. But we don't just want to be unnecessarily loud and obnoxious either, right? Right.
1: right. Yeah, I had a business person from um, down the street come, and they knew what we were doing because they actually had heard us <laughs> over, yep. over the microphone, and they they happened to be supportive. We have also had some that can be angry because. Yeah. It, so you do have to be careful. You don't want to anger people. Sure. But there are some. I mean, if
0: they, I would just say if people get angry because yeah. you're preaching the gospel, that's one thing, right? And. You know, they have to deal with that between them and the Lord. Yeah. But if they're angry just because you're being inconsiderate and just obnoxious unnecessarily, then that's that's one thing. That's something yeah. you're going to have to deal with before the Lord.
1: Disrupting their business or disrupting a baby's sleep in a nearby neighborhood. None of that is, is our intention. Right, And, and yeah. we have to be careful about, about that. So some things not to say. Remember, it's loud. So some things to really be careful of. The Just the biggest category for me— is do not dishonor God. Right, yeah. No matter what you say, it should be honoring to God.
0: Yeah. I will say, you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. and I'll share with those who are listening, kind of our, some of our rules, I guess you'll say. Okay. We don't just let brand new people on the microphone. If you're brand new, you come out to shadow our team, or even if you've been out there for a couple of weeks and, You know, you're handing out literature. There's certain things we allow you to do Mm -hmm. in the early stages of volunteering. But we withhold privileges for the microphone Mm -hmm. uh, until they've gone through the 102 training normally. And we do that because the microphone is a little more it's it's a little more pronounced. And it's Mm -hmm. something we can take a little more ownership of. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, anyone can show up on a public sidewalk and call out to people going in front or going into the abortion center while they're in front. Anyone can show up with brochures, whether there are brochures or somebody else's and and hand out brochures. Anyone can do that stuff. Those are things that we don't necessarily have ownership of, but what we do have ownership of is our microphone. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if we're going to allow someone on that microphone to me, they need to be vetted. We need to make sure that they're going to say the things that are in line with the, what we believe to be what God has called us to. We we'll make sure yeah. that they're not preaching a false gospel. We are yeah. intentional about sharing the gospel on the microphone. Mm-hmm. So we we'll want to make mm-hmm. sure the gospel that they're going to be proclaiming is consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure that people aren't on the microphone making allowances for abortions. Right. right. I want to make sure that the people who are on the microphone are consistent. Like. We don't believe that it's right to abort a baby because for any reason. And I've had people come across my radar who want to volunteer who think that rape is an acceptable reason to have an abortion. Yeah. If I throw somebody like that on the microphone and there's a situation where a woman is in that terrible situation, you know, there's that that plays out there. And somebody hops on the microphone and says, you know, don't abort your baby unless you've been raped. That's going to be a problem. Right. 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 So you can't you can't. Take care of of every issue and everything. I mean, you've been on the microphone before and said dumb stuff.
1: Yeah, I've been I, on the I microphone. Said, get your free abortions. Come over and get your free abortions. I meant free ultrasounds, and it right. I, I didn't. It took me a while before I realized what I had said. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've all done that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've said some dumb stuff on the microphone where I'm like. Wait a minute. Did I just say that? (laughs) Right. So that's one thing. Yeah. But the theme of the message still, though, is going to be pretty consistent and Mm. uh, or is going to be consistent with what we believe and what we um, what we want put out there. Right. And so, yeah, again, we do withhold and and it kind of actually it serves as sort of like. I guess an incentive mm-hmm. for people to stay plugged in and to mm-hmm. attend the trainings too, mm-hmm. because the trainings are not just a box that you check. We're actually teaching people stuff, right? right? Right. So you can't get on the microphone till you get to 102. Some people are looking forward to that. Now, some people are like, "I don't ever want to get on the microphone at all."
1: In fact, most people actually say that Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they will find, I think we've heard this pretty consistently, when they hop on that microphone. And even do something as simple as sharing just a scripture, you know, Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14 or some some folks I've seen brand new on the microphone will take our brochure and just read out like the explanation of an abortion right. or just kind of read page by page the brochure, which I think is a good way to get started and get yourself used to hearing your own voice amplified because mm-hmm. that's a little mm-hmm. weird, too. Um, And then some people will grab the microphone and just roll with it, you know, yeah. especially you get somebody who's a who's a preacher, you let them go and they'll go for, you know, 20, 30 minutes if you're not careful. Yeah, We can talk about that in a little we bit. We are going
1: to talk about that. I, I don't know if I, 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 we do get to that a little bit further on, but um, one of the things that I, that I did as a new person on the microphone to make sure that I was honoring God. And then our second point not speaking anything that was not true is I wrote things down uh, ahead of time. I prayed about it. I thought about it. And I actually wrote out what I was going to say when I was brand new. And I do recommend that to people who are at all nervous or, um, you know, it's there. Everyone's nervous their first time. But but when you get on the mic, make sure you've got a game plan of what you're going to say so yeah. that you kind of st- don't drone on and on, but also that you are honoring God and everything you say. For example, I, I, we would strongly discourage any kind of singling someone out to call them names, to disparage, to insult, <laughs> never yeah. do that. That would be yeah. totally inappropriate use of, of the microphone. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Definitely. Like I would say to, to dig into that point a little bit, Yeah. There may be, and you always have to leave allowance for people to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I would say for the most part, you want to stay away from singling people out, of course, calling names, but even like, hey, you in the red hoodie. (laughs) Right. Right. Because the microphone more is kind of for general proclamation right. rather than particular proclamation. Does right. that make sense?
1: It it does make sense. And I, I, I like that you said, let the Holy Spirit lead you, because there are times that there's a particular situation that person may have walked in. Um, I actually, this happened just this week. She was a high-risk mom, and she was operating under fear. And I just felt she needs to hear what God has to say about fear. Yeah. Um, So there are. But I didn't say that lady I just spoke to in the high risk situation. I just started to because that can be a general message. You you kind of generalized it. Right. Right. And
0: I would say, too, if you because there's been situations where you you meet a mom out on the road or maybe she's walking up to the abortion center. You get into an in-depth conversation. You get her name. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, she decides to go into the abortion center. Yeah. I would really be careful even calling her name out, especially on the microphone. Yeah. But even if you're not using amplified sound, you still, you don't want to create a barrier between you and that person. You want to gain trust. Right. And it's sort of a breach of trust, especially if you're doing it amplified. Yeah. To... Broadcast their name exactly. to the whole parking lot or the whole facility yeah. or whatever. Yes, you got
1: to be real, really careful. Right. Also, because it is so easy to go on and on. Once you get used to being on the microphone, it's easy to get off track. Yeah. And stick to the three talking points is one yeah. of the things we tra- we train our people. Really think about those three main talking point resources, yeah. what God says about abortion, about the baby, and then the humanity of the baby. And try not to veer very far yeah. from those main topics. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the things that I will kind of veering outside of those three talking points in yeah. that framework that I will touch on on the microphone, and I do this often, mm-hmm. but I, I sort of withhold this until the end. So I'll kind of give a message around the three talking points right. pretty much. But toward the end, I'll start explaining the abortion procedures. Exactly. Which yeah. I think is powerful. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that we have to get unnecessarily in depth with that and just gory details. But I do think they need to understand the reality that they're going to dismember their own child. Yeah, yeah. And uh, explaining what the procedure is going to be, even describing like the abortion pill procedure, which some yeah. of these women have, they've kind of disconnected from abortion. The right. abortion pill is not an abortion in their minds. Yeah. And that line needs to be dispelled. So yeah. I'll go after that. And then I will also sometimes get into the track record of the abortion facility. Mm -hmm. So I might talk about the abortionist. If I know who that abortionist is, I might talk about their track record. I might talk about the issues that they've had, some of the things that they've said in their past, whatever, because we know these people aren't great. Yeah. But I I, I normally don't let that be my main theme. I just want to drop those nuggets of truth. And I want to sow seeds of doubt. Mm hmm. In the abortion clinic that they put their trust in, I want to, I want them to see they should not have their trust in that place because it's not a good place. Right?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And um, one of the things is as, as in trying to keep your time on the microphone um, from getting too long, you, you really want to keep your audience in mind, your target audience, and by that I mean our ministry is to the unborn children. We're not going to reach them unless we reach the mom. So they're our main audience, but I have heard people get on the microphone, myself included. I'm guilty of this, where I have just been so angered by the pro-abortion crowd that I start speaking to them. Well, that's really not good. That's not not what the purpose of the microphone is. And we really need to guard against that. I I guarantee all of us are tempted because we've been so angered and so unable to really kind of defend ourselves that sometimes we fall into that trap. And we're just warning you, don't. Try try to keep in mind who you're speaking to. You're speaking to the moms. If there's no mom in sight, you're speaking to the dads. Because that mom is in the building, and if you can be heard in the building, you're always kind of speaking to the mom. Right. That really is and should be your focus. Yeah, I agree. So um, the the next point is really important. Um, and Daniel, I think you were the first one that kind of taught me about this, about speaking for no more than a few minutes at a time. Yeah. I think you had said, if if you think about it, white noise, background noise is what anything becomes. If it's going on and on and on right. and on. Your brain just stops registering it. And so we really should keep our the the times when we speak short to the point and then let there be a processing time yeah. of silence.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean really five to ten minutes. Yeah. I mean I've gone longer than that. I probably yeah. um uh, yeah. I mean, I may consistently go over that much time, yeah. but I do intentionally pause and I do intentionally speak slower. So right. I and yeah. also intentionally make the phrases and the words that I use as simple to understand as possible, because we've mm-hmm. got to think in the framework of a young lady who's scared. So there's a lot going through her mind. There's a lot of stuff. So I'm not going to speak in Super complex theological phraseology and things like that. Right. <laughs> you know, right? I'm not going to touch on in-depth subjects that have to do with abortion or anything. I'm going to stay pretty surface level. I'm going to sting with some powerful, you know, nuggets of truth, and I'm going to let them just sit there. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, I'll speak slower. I'll I'll give a phrase, or I'll give maybe a two or three minute something on on one of these subjects, one of the three Mm talking points, let it sit for a second. And then I might take up from there. Now, there are other times I may get a little more excited and I might preach a little longer. I might be more into like, (laughs) I might go into 10 or 20 minutes, but I do try to pause in between and give them time to process it. Yeah.
1: And I have heard sometimes counselors say, oh, I was on the microphone the whole day. And the whole day for us is three or four hours. And I would just caution people. If that's true, I would tell you that's not a good thing. In my opinion, you're probably being tuned out, largely tuned out. You've become background noise at that point. So I I think it is really good to keep that in mind. Plus,
0: I will say this. Mm -hmm. Like, I have observed this. Mm -hmm. This is why we, a couple of years ago, put a framework in place of Sort of like time limits on the microphone right. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Because I have observed when you're on the microphone the whole time, yeah, your interactions are going to be less. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's yeah. it's absolutely true. If you're on the microphone for a solid hour or a solid 30 minutes and you take back up another 30 minutes, another 30 minutes, or whatever, you will see that your interactions will be less.
1: Right. And because, I agree with that. Yeah.
0: It becomes like a barrier. It becomes more yeah. like you're preaching at them rather than inviting them to come and engage with you because that's what you want.
1: And that you is want such them to
0: engage with a, that
1: you. That is such a good point. It is one of my concerns when you get someone who is trained as a street preacher yeah. and they come out to the abortion center, they are delivering a message and they often deliver it very well, but it often shuts down interaction because yeah. it, it's you're sending out a message but you're not really inviting through periods of silence yeah. for, that, for them to come and talk with you. So um in fact I remember Flip one time coming to me and and saying Vicky stop droning. Uh-huh. And I think what he was saying was be quiet more and um and you're just going on and on and on and on with right. a monotone kind of voice. So be careful that you're not droning. Yeah. Um sharing the gospel succinctly. We had our people practice sharing the gospel in 5 minutes. Right. I went home and practiced that and I asked every all the counselors, practice that. Yeah. If you can't do it in five minutes you don't know the gospel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now you're not gonna get into all the ins and outs sure. of the gospel. But Hit the main points, and at some point when you're on the mic, share the gospel. But if you can't do it in less than five minutes, you're probably going to lose your audience.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. not
1: there to listen to a concert or a, you know, um, a soliloquy for for half an hour. So yeah. share it succinctly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. And I know that we have, and I, I'm not out there as regularly as I used to be. Um, but when I was out there, we sort of have a, a flow of things. At yeah. 9.20 or so, right before, right after the doors opened and the patients are inside, yeah. we want to give kind of a general proclamation, touching on the three talking points. Then an hour later, we do the same. And then toward the end of the day, wrapping up, we want a, a gospel message, a gospel proclamation over the place. Be right. intentional about preaching the gospel. Right. Now, yeah. obviously, in all that you're saying, you're weaving scripture in, you're mm-hmm. weaving the gospel in. But we try to be intentional about it. every day that we're out there. We want to have a clear proclamation of the gospel that's laid out succinctly, yeah, yeah. five minutes or less, and yeah. uh, just just to be obviously to give the gospel. It, it's it's unleash the gospel, right? It's mm-hmm. po- the power of God to salvation, mm-hmm. um, but also to honor the Lord and us being mm-hmm. out there. Like God, we're we're out here to bring the gospel, not just some pro-life message or whatever. That's right.
1: And we have kind of um, not veered away from that. We don't do that as often, mostly because so much we need the uh, microphone now as the calling out that we would have been doing by our voice right. because of the, the noise that the pro-abortion crowd is, yeah. is making out there. But um but there are a couple of things to be aware of. I would not talk about abortion pill reversal early on right, before okay. an abortionist is there because you're giving them an out. I would not talk about God's forgiveness before the abortionist arrives, before people are coming out for the same reason. You don't right. wanna be careful that what you're saying is not gonna give them an out to have the abortion in their mind, and then you know, the they can just then do the abortion pill reversal or they yeah. can just then ask. God's forgiveness. That would right. be the um, the wrong message. And then one other not to do, don't call out on the microphone while an unamplified counselor is calling out. Let right. them finish and let them speak unless they can no longer be heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we use hand signals if we have, right. since we're 150 feet away mm-hmm. from the clinic, when we're on the microphone, it's not like we can communicate very easily with each other. We have to, you know, kind of put your hand up if you're talking. You know, I always watch for someone to put their hands up over their mouth or, right. or whatever so that right. I know they're talking. I shut it down if I'm on the microphone. Yeah. Let them talk and then I take back up from yeah. there. Yeah. Um. One thing as we wrap up mm-hmm. that I want to talk about
1: mm-hmm.
0: and maybe we can debate this a little bit. Okay. Um, But it's music. Playing music.
1: Oh, yes. So yeah. In okay, there's passed, pros and cons. Yeah. Go ahead with your, yeah. your feelings first. In,
0: in time past, mm-hmm. we had played almost the whole time we're out there, music over the amplified sound. Now, it was always music that had a sense of sobriety to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think peppy, happy music is a right. good thing to be playing right. out there. I think we do need to be careful. We certainly yeah. don't want to be playing secular music. Right. But I do think that you can you can create an atmosphere of worship and sobriety for the people who are ministering out there by having music. Yeah. Now, you don't want it so loud that it drowns everybody out. Right. You don't want that. And I do think that there's a sense in which especially if you're playing music with with lyrics to it rather than just instrumental music, like you're, you're creating that that sort of barrier because you're blasting music out the whole time because quite likely if you're playing music, you're playing it the whole time and then you shut the music down to speak. That, that's something I would, I would kind of rethink. Now, one thing, again, there's kind of a debate here. One thing that it does do is it gives you authority over the atmosphere mm-hmm. and especially when you're being worshipful and the people that are out there being worshipful, there's kind of this, this natural authority where you're actually taking over the atmosphere, then there's the spiritual authority. You're worshiping the Lord. You're magnifying yeah. him. So yeah. I think there can be a balance. There's a lot of things to consider in that. I would definitely seek the Lord about that. But what you don't want to do for sure, if you're going to play music, especially if you're going to have it going the whole time, is you don't want to drown out the people who are using their natural voices to yeah. reach out to the women going
1: in. Yeah. Out. So I I um I love music um when it's again in not ongoing. Yeah. It is difficult for me. I'm um I'm not distracted by the pro abortion people, but I am distracted by music. Yeah. And it takes if if the music is on and I have to either have someone turning it off while I'm calling out or I have to call out over the music. For me that is difficult. That yeah. has always been difficult. So um I think music can be really, really powerful out there. But again, I think for me, it's better if it's in spurts, not constant, and that maybe there's someone there by the microphone manning the music and will turn it down when um, someone is calling out or even having a long conversation so that it does not become a distraction.
0: Yeah. I know one of the things, too, I always teach when we talk about Recon at the abortion center, knowing what's going on, being aware. Yes. Because you can catch a lot of things. If your eyes are open and you're aware of what's going on there, you can see different people going in and out. Also, awareness and sounds and noises. Like You can pick yeah. up on conversations that are taking yeah. place over in a vehicle that you can maybe address and certainly be praying for if there's you know some fighting going on between yeah. a couple or something like that that can you could pick up on that if you got music right. playing you're not able to pick up on some of the some of the sounds that you could hear that could make you more aware of your surroundings so just yeah. things to consider yeah. as far as that goes yeah uh, but I, I think we're done with this podcast I think yeah. we've given you guys some tips and mm-hmm. some um, just things to be aware of so we hope this podcast was a blessing to you we always encourage you guys to reach out to us you can reach me daniel at lovelife.org you can reach her. Vicky at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you, maybe some suggestions of other episodes, subjects that we can do. Uh, Also, we encourage you guys to go to our Sidewalks for Life website, where we often put articles out. and We'll have an article out about what we just covered in this episode on Sidewalks for Life in equipping articles. There's a tab there, equipping articles. And then also, we have a podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. Where you can look at all of the archives Of all of the episodes I think we're at episode 137 Or something like that Wow! And we've covered a lot of subjects So definitely encourage you guys To dig into those Uh, But with that, we'll wrap this thing up Appreciate you guys listening And until next time, God bless
1: God bless you all
0: Give me an outlet for love Give me